We'll continue with our post-race press conference, joined now by the winner of the IndyCar Grand Prix at the Glen, Alexander Rossi, driving the number 98 Napa Auto Parts curb Honda for Andretti Autosport. Alexander, so many strange, strange parallels to your last win last year. You won a wreath, you had a few fuel issues, and here you are victorious at Watkins Glen International, another iconic IndyCar track. Take us through your race and ultimately what led to your victory today. Well, first of all, yes, there, there are a lot of parallels, which is ironic or interesting. Um, but I think the difference is today we had the dominant car, whereas I guess in the 100th, you couldn't argue that we did have the dominant car. We had a good car, but it wasn't the dominant car. So today I was finally able to prove what I've been talking about for the past months, two months, in terms of the step forward that Andretti Autosport has taken and how I felt that we had the package in the car and, and the people um, to be at the front. We just had things go wrong and, and we weren't able to execute fully. But today was that day, despite the fuel issue, like you said, which was uh, pretty unlucky. But then, you know, it, it came around. It came good to us by, by getting that yellow flag that we needed to, to get our track position back. And then from there, it was a straight up fight at the end with Scott and I. And um, I knew we had the pace. The, the Nap Auto Parts and Jody Honda was was you know on on the same level as him all weekend and it was just about making sure that I did you know my job um, at that last restart and and was able to hold him off. Take us through that fuel issue. So you came into the pits and there was something wrong with the hose. I don't I don't know exactly what happened. Okay. I just know they didn't get all the fuel in the car. Yeah. Um, so we only did like six seven laps instead of the the full stint, which would have really hurt us. But then we got that yellow a couple laps later. So it all it all equaled out in the end. Questions for Alexander, starting with Bruce. Last year when you won the Indy 500, you didn't know what to do in victory lane. Did you have that problem today? It's different, but yeah. Um, it was the same thing when I got pole yesterday. Like, I didn't, they were like, stay in the car, and it was just weird, right? But, I mean, we've ticked the boxes now, right? I know the next time I win the 500, I know what to do. I know the next time I get pole, I know what to do. And next time I win a race, it's not the 500. I know what to do. So I feel like we're good. I feel like yeah. the learning curve should be over <coughs> unless there's something else. I mean, I guess, you know, if it all works out that I win a championship one day, that'll be another learning experience. But I, I'll pay attention to the winner this year and, and mimic that. And last year, you formed a deep bond with Brian Herta. But this year, Brian moved down to Marco's pit. Uh, Rob Edwards took over race strategy. Jeremy Millis was your engineer. To have your first victory with the two of them, how important is that for the future? It's critical for the future. I mean, it's it's getting another monkey off our back. Toronto was getting that podium kind of out of the way. Here we were able to get the pole out of the way and, and the race win as well. So um, the confidence of the whole 98 team is is at an all-time high, and um, it's important to come at this time of the year. Is Obviously, we have one race left. It's an important one being double points, but as we start to look and prepare for 2018 to be able to end the season on such a on such a high note um, is is pretty special going into the off season. David and then Wolfgang. Uh, after you all <coughs> after you all dashed into the pits at the end of lap one, uh, Ryan was saying he was disappointed to discover himself on blacks. Uh, did you feel the same way, especially when uh, Helio was uh, able to get around you, or did you know that you had the car to? Uh, catch him again once the blacks came in. I was a little disappointed, but I think that, I mean, there was obviously a global greater picture 
that the team was looking at. I guess disappointment is not the right word. It was really hard on the outlap, especially because it was still pretty damp at the time. And, and Elio got got up to speed quite a bit quicker than I did. But I think I was the only car really that was able to hang with him and Scott on reds on the primary black. So that was confidence building because I was, I was staying in touch with him. And the reds today had a massive advantage over the blacks, which we haven't really seen over the course of the weekend. So I knew that when I put on the reds, it was going to be it was going to be game time. Unfortunately. I didn't get the full stint because of the fuel issue. Wolfgang and then Marshall. Uh, Alex, congratulations first for the win. Uh, now, since you are in IndyCar, you had also uh, experience on over Indy 500 win, etc. Nevertheless, looking to your background in F1 and your race experience in Europe, you think your road experience was helpful for this win here? Did you add in Europe in Formula One? Yeah, 100%. I mean, this, this wasn't anything where throughout the race I was kind of second-guessing what I was doing. It was truly just a, a natural 60 laps, was it 60 laps? 60 laps-ish, whatever it was, 60 laps. Um, and it wasn't something where I was white-knuckling it like I sometimes am on short ovals. Um, speedways, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident now, but the short ovals, I think, are still my weakness um, if I had to be self-critical. So, yeah, I think this track really suited my driving style. Um, as I said before, it's fast, it's smooth, it's you can get into a good rhythm, and that was really just a second nature thing for me. When I was able to get in clean air, race people, do starts, restarts, it was all stuff that, that I've been doing for, for quite some time. Marshall? Alex, tell us what it's like to cross the finish line, take the checkered flag at full throttle, not having to clutch and coast, but actually accelerate to uh, get a win. It was even on overtake crossing the line, which was just cool. Um, yeah, I mean, it, w it was different, obviously, Winning the 500 is enormous on so many levels. Um, but to be able to do this today, to have a 12-lap shootout against Scott on the same equipment, um, starting one and two on a restart and being able to go and, and prove that I can beat him was, was pretty cool as well. You've also said a couple times this year that the potential was there. It's silly things, misfortune, bad luck, a lot of little things keeping you out of being where you are today. Tell me about just getting past that barrier. Does it feel like that black cloud's behind? Well, it almost happened again. I mean, with the with the fuel issue, I thought we were pretty much done. So um, we were fortunate, like I said, to have that yellow come out to where it negated those little things that had gone wrong. But do I think I don't? I don't. I would never say there was a black cloud. I just would say that we weren't fully maximizing our potential for one reason or another. It wasn't necessarily human error, it was just circumstance. And um, today that we've done that, I think it, it's, an, again, another step in just internally and subconsciously proving to everyone on the team that we can do it and we have the capability. And it just makes, hopefully, those next wins and podiums um, come that much easier. Yes, sir, in the back. And then we'll go to David and Tony. Congratulations, Alex, first. Uh, the two quick questions I have, uh, would have to you. Uh, the first is, um, if I'm not mistaken, you arrived almost the last one for the briefing this morning, and you now is uh, finishing first. Uh, this is some sub uh, superstition from uh, you, or that? Uh <laughs> no, I was. This is just a bike. My coffee machine broke, so I was trying to fix it before <laughs> I came to the driver's meeting. So no, I mean I'm not a superstitious person, so. Uh, I okay. didn't even, yeah. No. I, I see. But no, thanks for noticing. <laughs> it's like I'm in school roll call here. 
<laughs> Sorry for this. Uh, the second one is, um, you, do you can confirm that uh, the monkeys came off your shoulder after the Indy 500, maybe a couple of uh, people is, uh, has a critics, you know, you know is, uh, the victory was unexpected, out of blue, and, uh, you know, it was too early or something like this, you know, and now is the monkeys came off the shoulder, so how do you feel? Is more confidence, and finally, after Toronto, two podium, and now it <coughs> breaks through the first uh, uh, road circuit, and what is the next, what is the next goal for you? Well, no, I think I think the month of May was our validation. Um, I was very, very adamant that I wanted to to be quick and qualifying at the speedway um, to prove to the naysayers that we won just by a fluke. So we started on the front row. We had a car to win, um, and we led we led quite a bit of those first hundred laps. So I think that was kind of our validation. The rest is, you know, we're just trying to to be competitive in every race weekend. You try and win. So. Um, in terms of what's next, it's it's only Sonoma. I mean, it's a double points race. It's as valuable from a mathematical standpoint as, as the 500. So we had a strong test there. Um, we were very strong there last year. It was probably one of our strongest tracks outside of Indianapolis. So I have high expectations, and um, we need to really make sure that, again, we tick all the boxes throughout the weekend, and hopefully we can uh, climb a couple spots in the championship. David and then Tony. Um. A lot of the uh, passing today was uh, put down to the fact that there was so much uh, variation in downforce levels. What what did you go for, and were you uh, was your team ex expecting rain? We were expecting rain, but I was I was still pretty trim. Um, I was confident with the car in the wet on on my downforce. Um, we were pretty light this morning when we had tested here. Last year in August, we were pretty light as well, and this place has such a high surface grip um, that I wasn't I wasn't of the mindset of add downforce for the wet. I mean, you add a little bit, you're more in qualifying, obviously, but I wasn't loading it up in by any means. Tony, Alex, did uh, Rob talk you down on the radio after the fuel issue, and kind of how different is he versus Brian on the radio in a situation like this, where try to keep your composure when? Uh, some pops up. Um, I really wasn't upset after the fuel issue. Um, I was upset when the yellow came out and I couldn't get around to Kuma because he was having an issue. That's that that I was frustrated about because I was concerned that I wasn't going to catch the back of the pack when the pits opened. Um, but the actual fuel issue, it's not the first time that something's gone a bit sideways in the race, and and um, I knew there was a lot of time left, and I wasn't letting myself get get that frustrated. So. But in terms of how Rob is different than Brian, he's he's not. I mean, he's just he's another calm voice on the radio, a voice of reason, um, very supportive and encouraging, very similar to Brian. So. Any other questions for Alexander? Bruce. What happened on the uh, third lap after you made the change tires on that early pit stop where it looked like you kind of lost grip a little bit and then Alio got by you? Well, at the time, turn nine was still wet, and um, I was on I was on blacks, and he was on reds, and I just had a, a slide that carried on through the moisture there, um, and he was just able to get hooked up sooner than me and get to power sooner than me. So it wasn't anything too too dramatic. It just those tires uh, came in probably two or three laps faster than mine. Question from Chris. Alex, how treacherous was it out there at the start where you had 
slick tires on a still drying track? It, it was fine. Um, I would say that the only hard part was turn nine. Turn nine's been been a pain in the ass all weekend, if I'm honest with you. So uh, it wasn't. It was most the whole rest of the track, aside from that corner, was pretty much dry, or there was at least a dry line, so you could build temperature in the slicks. Um, so it it wasn't too bad. You just had to tiptoe through there a little bit. Any other questions? Alex, congratulations. Thank you. See you in a couple weeks.